0: From Edmonton, where the weather is clear and cold, and the Oilers are winning. Dreisaitl to McDavid, back to Dreisaitl, and they score on the power play. This is the Three Things podcast. I'm Glenn Kubish. Number one this week on the list of three things that left behind tracks of happiness and gratitude: print. I learned last week that the big five Asian cuisines are Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Thai, and Vietnamese, which means Filipino is not quite in the gang yet. Our friend Ariel knows that's not fair. Ariel co-owns Philly Sticks, the wonderful Filipino restaurant on 100th Avenue downtown, which is where we were last week for a unique sit-down dining event called Rice and Mysticism six courses of pre-colonial and early contact filipino food researched and prepared by chef earl brionis who narrated the evening telling stories from island and family history and culture as he introduced each dish of plated art i guess the adage that my grandfather would always yell at me where he's like hey every rice grain wasted is a sweat sort of a farmer wasted i mean as a child who just loves Jollibee, mcdonald's it's really hard to think of it that way because you're like what but on oh. sheila was where she's meant to be we had little rice cake foamy duck egg yolk and tomato and then we had uh, like white fish that was made beautiful into the shape of like a mosaic with seaweed and the highlight of that was a smoked fish dust we had duck chicken the filipino take on paella called bringe which was great we had some pork belly and beautiful shallot and chili jam and our dessert was just a trio of lovely sweet things that had again rice and coconut milk and it's really magical. It felt at times like we were moving in a lit ship through the night or maybe that was the Filipino style ginger mule talking. Chef Earl explained that his ancestors belonging to an oral culture did not leave printed records of their cuisine from those early Instead, the story of the time was recorded and passed down, thanks or no thanks, to the conquering Spanish and their conquering print culture. The saying, "Quod non est, in actus non est in mundo, that which is not in the documents is not in the world, is attributed to King Philip II of Spain, whose name was imprinted on the islands. Chef Earl played with this idea of what print and documents are and do, describing the food that night as a love letter. Yeah, so like I said, this is uh, a love letter in the sense that a love letter is what you write to someone when you're longing and you want to reconnect back to them. Uh, So this is pretty much the same thing as that. So again, a heartfelt thank you for supporting this. It was a metaphor in six courses dished out on a memorable night at Philly Sticks in Edmonton. Number two, Dolphins the sweep of the spotlights over the tide of fans in front of the stage below gave me the sense of being a kid at the glass of a giant aquarium tank or maybe that was the rum and coke talking we were at a table with friends amy and steve at the station on jasper scarlet and laura were there hoxley workman was singing you and the candles what a spellbinding creature from the blue and pink and purple deep hoxley workman is You, you and the candles watching people watching artists. For me, watching Sheila laugh at comedians is better than watching the comedians. As he was bringing one song to shore, a workman who was solo on stage slowed down, drew out the chords and pantomimed the parts of percussion players on timpani, snare, and bass as if they were on the stage with him. Not missing a beat, Steve remarks, he actually hears those drums. That struck me. Steve's observation gave me a new way, an ancient way really, To think of the artist as a clever, playful, mischievous being with a superior sense of hearing, endangered too, but a joy to behold and a friend to the traveler. The artist as a dolphin. That's how a bit of Greek mythology snuck back up on me as we sat at a table on the mezzanine at the station on Jasper and listening to Hoxley Workman while outside the windrows were waves waiting to break. three, crunch. I have nothing against rice bowl on 149th street near our place. The staff is friendly, the food is good, prices are reasonable, they've got a memorable saying printed on the wall, eat rice, live forever. The Gangnam Chicken Rice Bowl is my fave. It's good, fastish food, especially on nights when we're low on time or energy or provisions to make supper the old-fashioned way by making supper. It's a bit of Manhattan to walk across the street for takeout. These days, under Sheila's guidance though, I am perfecting my own version of the dish at home, in our galley gotten more comfortable with higher heat to brown the chicken pieces, a touch over seven instead of six, gotten better at using my hearing to judge the temperature of the frying pan, not just my eyes reading a dial, gotten better at cutting the chicken into bite-sized pieces, gotten more confident with a little extra cornstarch for texture, gotten some joy by punctuating the dish with sesame seeds. So no, nothing against rice bowl, thanks to rice bowl actually for the idea, but there's just not as much to get better at by thinking about going across the street every time there's a time crunch. Making chicken crunch myself that's the recipe thanks for being out there friends see you next time